we all get stuck in what we should do or what we should have done. The word should can inspire us and it can inhibit us. It can get us moving and it can hold us back. Why is it so hard to move past complacency and get inspired to build the fulfilling future that we want? You are listening to Should Theory. Let's talk it out. Stories, interviews, and more to inform and inspire you towards building the future that you want. Get motivated, figure out how you want to shift, and then get your shift together. I'm Tara Grebe. Let's do this with the Should Theory. Welcome to this episode of Should Theory. I have a very exciting person to talk to today, and that is Yvonne Gordon. Yvonne, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Tara. Excellent. I'm so glad that you're here. I would love it if you would tell the listeners about your journey, starting with the complacent or or stuck spot that you were in where you knew you needed to make a change. Okay, so I was in education for 30 years um, Mm -hmm. and I had done quite a bit with young people, supporting them, supporting their families to move forward and um, done quite a bit of support work with them and always felt like there was something missing. I needed to do something more just didn't know what that was. Right. Um, and um, the moment I found myself stuck was when I started dreading going into work. It became unbearable. Mm. And everything was a problem. Yes. But it wasn't my problem. It was everybody else's problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't put my finger on it. And... I realized at that point that I was doing myself a disservice and the people around me a disservice because I was switching off. Did you find that your family and the people around you were were noticing and and calling you out, I guess, on on the difficulty? They were noticing and they were also, um, I was getting snappy. So I was not able to display that within my work environment but when i came home it, you took it out I your was family. Then taking it out on my family yeah and so um i found that it became quite um dysfunctional right it became dysfunctional for me and um i realized that something had to shift Right, because I was unhappy, and I couldn't under I couldn't understand why I was unhappy. I had a regular salary, and that was one of my main things. Always sure. had a regular salary coming in. I had my own car, I had my own place. I was in a relatively okay relationship. Right, and then it just felt like everything was wrong. Nothing felt. Isn't right. it funny? When you say that, I hear that so many times. I've felt it myself where you know something's not right and you look at your surroundings or you look at what you have. Yeah. And the feeling that you need to do something different almost makes you feel ungrateful for all that you have. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. So what did you do? 
So I started, years ago I'd started doing personal development because I'd gone in to have counselling because there was things that were coming up for me and mm-hmm. so this is going back probably 25 years. It didn't work for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing a lot of personal growth, development. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is this happening? Why am I feeling like this? Why am I in this place? And this had started a while back, but with life, life takes over and you stop. Yep. And then it was back to this bit again. Why am I feeling like this? I'm back right. into the personal growth. And you can read all the books you want to read. <laughs> you can do all of that. But unless you have someone leading you through that journey, you can remain stuck. Yes. Because you remain with the same old story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sorry, can you pause? I sure can. Sorry. Oops. I just need That's to... Okay. Um, so then I looked for a coach. I didn't realize I needed a coach, mm. but I knew I needed someone who could support me through a process. And at the time, I was thinking about mindfulness and getting myself in a space where all of this chatter that was going on in my head would be subdued. Mm-hmm. Didn't know how to do that. And as I said, I contacted a coach and I did a training along around mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And so that prompted me then to get unstuck in a certain way, but still feel like there's got to be more than this. Right, right. And um, when I started to talk to my coach, my coach said to me, um, you're doing something that's going against. You're not aligned. You're not in alignment with it. Right. And that's why you feel like this, because you're not doing your, you're not stepping into your purpose. Mm-hmm. And it was like a light bulb moment, my purpose. But, you know, growing up, you have this core belief that who do you think you are? You know, you come here, you do good to people, you work and you work, mm-hmm. you work hard. And you have your money and you, but you're a good person because this Christianity, you know, it's almost a, you shouldn't want more than. Right. Don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. Right. So, you know, the purpose, this whole purpose thing. And then I started buying books about, there was a book by Rick Warren, Purpose Driven Life. And I started mm-hmm. all these books about purpose and where, what's my purpose? And, um... I I went into school one day and a young man who I had mentored for about four years said to me, you're worth more than this, miss. I'm leaving next mm. year to go to college and you should be leaving too. Because you've helped me so much and I don't think you understand what you do for us. And mm. I sort of sat back and thought, oh, Whoa, you know something just hits you. And sure. I heard what he, I heard what he said, but I thought to myself, oh, he's just saying it. But I worked with autistic children. Autistic children don't really lie. 
They tell you exactly. Mm, no, they don't. <laughs> Even so, when you want them to. <laughs> exactly. So he told me this and I was like, oh yeah, he's just saying that. But then I started to really think back to the work I'd done over 25 years in education. Yes. And even in the last five years, although I'd gone in on a different foot in, but for the 25 years I'd been mentoring and coaching and mentoring and coaching and mentoring and coaching and not valuing it. Right. I didn't value it. You know, what's interesting as you, as you say that too, being that I'm an educator as well, I think you think of yourself as an educator and you don't realize all of the other roles that are under that umbrella, psychologist, parent, mentor, um, you know, guidance counselor, (laughs) all of those, all of those, the things that we do as just part of, part of the package. So I just thought what I was doing was just something I did and I was good at encouraging young people. I was good at moving them from A to B. Yeah. I didn't look at it as a purpose or a, or, or a, um, my, my, my purpose for my life. I just thought I'm good at getting young people to do what I need them to do. Right. I'm good at getting them to think outside of the box. I'm right. good or at I'm good at them. this part of what's my job, right? This is the job. I'm good at this part of it. And this I is think what you I'm don't good at. Yeah, and you don't see how that can transfer to other things. And I didn't value it. And I remember people saying, "Oh, what do you do?" and almost feeling quite sheepish and saying, "Oh, well, yeah, I'm a men- I'm a mentor and guidance coach for young people." Mm. Not not putting any emphasis on it because for me it wasn't the golden. Oh yes, I'm part of SLT or um, you know, yes, I'm a management in within. Right. And so I was always fighting and striving for that and realizing actually when I go into that. I won't be doing the groundwork with the young people. I'll be sat behind a desk. Right. So fast forward, um, five years on top of that, and I am now in a place where I realise that my I'm not being valued where I am. I'm not being valued. I'm not being. I'm not feeling any nurturing. I feel like I'm stuck. Mm. I feel angry. I go into work and I can do my studies. <laughs> right. Because my work is so simple for me. Mm-hmm. And so I lose interest. And then I start to feel devalued and unskilled. And at the beginning of last year, I thought, that's it. And I handed in my notice. Okay. So you handed in your notice and you were ready to make this change into being a mentor and a guide for young people. Did you, as you started that journey, did you have a moment where you thought maybe you made a mistake or that you weren't going to follow through? The thing is, I'd always been a guide and a mentor for young people. Right. So me handing in my notice in January 2020 was to actually step out of patterns. 
mm-hmm. patterns that had been created for me, scripts right. that had been written for me. Right. I decided I was stepping out of all of those and I was going to finish my counselling. Mm-hmm. So I've got my letters behind my name. Right. <laughs> Always doing more studying mm-hmm. to feel worthy. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for another to finish off my counselling. So by the time I finished, you know, and whatever, I said I'm going to New Zealand for six months to have time out with my daughter. And right. I'm going to But when there is a purpose on your life, Mm-hmm. And the feather comes and the feather brushes you and you don't yeah. do what you're supposed to do. The brick comes, it moves you and you still go back doing the same. The bit, the mad truck comes and it rolls, right. it rolls over you. It sure does. And so it, it was um, June last year when everything's locked down. New Zealand have said, you're not coming. We don't want you here because it's not happening. <laughs> Right. I thought to myself, so what do I do now? And at that point, I've signed up to do my counselling to finish it off. And I've retrained as a grief recovery um, specialist. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, Yvonne can just train because she can do that. That's right. That's the pattern. So I retrain as a grief recovery specialist because obviously with all the losses that are occurring, I'm going to be needed. I'm going to be needed. Right. And then September last year, it was like I lay in my bed one day and it was like something said, you need to do what you do best. And you need to get yourself out there and help women to become empowered as you have become empowered. So, because in July last year, July 2020, I walked away from a regular salary. Right. I walked away from familiar people. Mm-hmm. I walked away from a job that was relatively easy for me to manage. Right. And I could still get my coursework done, being mm-hmm. at work, and being paid. Mm-hmm. But there was no fulfillment. There was no joy. There was That's no right. excitement. So I walked away last year, July, thinking, what the hell have I done? Yeah. You know, and I- that, that goes exactly to what uh, what I was asking. It's, it's scary as all get out. You know deep in your soul that you need to do something different. And yet the risk that you take... Um, you know, the risk that you take when you, when you branch out like that, and like you said, give up your regular salary, maybe give up a retirement package or give up benefits, health benefits. Um, it is, it is so scary. Although I've had guests on my show before who have said the fear of not doing it and having regrets outweighs the fear of doing it. Well, I can attest to that because I, (laughs) I was 57 in the June and the fear was, what's going to happen until you're 60? Are you going to just be going back and forth like this? It's not happening. There was a stronger pull to do something different Mm -hmm. than to just sit in that space. And I couldn't be telling 
young people step outside, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, change is constant. I can't be telling people to do these things and feeding people these things and they're doing stuff and then I'm still sitting in a place and wallowing in my That's own, right. in this water, this cesspool, which is now holding on to my feet. My feet are is stuck in there because I just haven't yeah. made a move. And it was almost like a, something said to me, reassess where you are where have you come from what have you done what have you actually achieved throughout mm -hmm. these years and when you go back and look at all the certificates and everything else what's the point of having them if you're going to just sit down there with them in a book saying oh yeah I've achieved all of this and you're not utilizing right what use your skills and talents absolutely and that's why I say you can read the books you want you can go to all the seminars sign up for the seminars you can do all of that mm -hmm. unless you have that support system who keeps you accountable to move yes. you forward yep. you will still be in that same place absolutely so july i walked away from for me my comfort zone yeah i stepped out of it i retrained as a grief recovery specialist mm -hmm. and i then went on to do um transformational coaching mm -hmm. and my coach said to me this is what you need to be doing you know it but I can't bring you there you, you have to get there, to yourself. get there yourself that's right and so I would say that between September and December I was back and forth like I don't know I just couldn't get a foot in I just didn't know what to do I, you sometimes look back and think, do you, you know overthink what? it I've, as well. Yeah. And I thought, I've had this really easy because every job I've ever wanted, I've just stepped into it. It's just been sure. there. And yet now I'm going to have to work hard. Do I want to be doing that again? You know, this is my age now. Why do I want to be doing that? Anyway. Right. In January, I decided to um, send out some emails to people mm -hmm. to just I'm going to do a um, webinar online. Mm -hmm. Join me for a discussion. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got cold feet. Oh. <laughs> Why would they want to listen to me? What can mm -hmm. I tell them? Right. And then um, a friend of mine who does creative marketing said to me, she's not even a friend. She is someone I know. Sure. To me, I believe in what you do. I believe in what you say. And a lot of what you've been saying to me over the past year, I've applied them to my life and I'm actually doing what I want to do. And I've actually given up what I was doing before and now I'm doing something for myself. I was like... So you were coaching me. her and you didn't even know it. Exactly. So I then um, thought, okay. So I sent out an invite in May mm -hmm. and uh, I was told I'm not going to get anyone for my event bright people don't buy into free events mm. I won't get any clients from it you know yeah, it'll be something but it won't give you anything they'll take the freebie and they'll go right yeah and um, 
I had content for perhaps seven sessions. Mm -hmm. By the time I finished writing, I had content for seven sessions. Obviously, an hour session, you don't need that amount of content. Right. However, I set up a session called Life is a Series of Moments. Mm -hmm. And I connected with the people on that session. I invited 60. I got 37. Excellent. And I connected with the people on that on that call. I let I allowed my vulnerability to show. Isn't that the key? Yeah. I brought my authentic self to that session. I'm interrupting this awesome episode because I have to bring out something that I think we've all felt, that I have felt. And it's that gut feeling that something in your life is missing, that there's gotta be something else out there for you. And guess what? It is so hard to ignore. We tell ourselves, I shouldn't shift. I should be happy with what I have. And generally, there are signs showing us that a major change is needed in our life. But we talk ourselves into ignoring them. Here's the thing. Those feelings are going to keep showing up over and over in different ways until you get the guts to pay attention to them and decide to make a shift. And once you make that decision, people need support to shift. They need confidence. They need clarity. I did. And I would love to support you so that you can do the same. Right now, I have two amazing options of Get Your Shift Together to help you get the confidence, the clarity, and the direction that you need to make that shift in your life that your gut is telling you it's time to make. And if you want to know more about them, you have to go to taragreeve.com or message me on the Should Theory with Taragreeve Facebook page and we will get you moving to the shift that you know it's time for you to make. I love that you say that because... Um, one of my platforms, an article that I wrote for a magazine recently, I'm actually presenting on this in October uh, to a bunch of school administrators, is just that leading with vulnerability and, and, and being transparent and having that willingness to say, here's where I'm weak, but here's what I'm doing about it. And I think that a lot of people miss that. Leaders regular, not even leaders, leaders, followers, parents, just human beings miss that opportunity to put themselves out there and admit their weaknesses, admit where they're not sure of what to do for fear of looking inept, for fear of looking weak, you know, you name it. Um, But it's so interesting to me how few people realize that your weakest moments are often your strongest. Oh, my dear. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. And I can say to you that I was very vulnerable. You know, I come from a culture that says, do not put your business out there. Right. You do not air your dirty linen in public. Mm -hmm. And I was very transparent on my discussion. I called it a discussion. You know, my coach said, call it a masterclass. I didn't feel that I wanted to say masterclass at the time. So I said it was a discussion. And, and people engaged with that. And the feedback was just, even to this day, I'm getting feedback. Oh, my God, when are you doing the next one? Wonderful. Please, have a, please do this. And so if we fast forward where I'm at this moment is that, you know, I was told you won't get any clients from a first thing like that. You won't mm-hmm. get any feedback. And I had to remind myself that I've been doing this a very long time. 
I didn't put a name on it, but I've been doing this for perhaps the last 30 years in schools. Sure. Various different schools with a multitude of different people. And it was only because I didn't value it why I didn't put something on it. I didn't put a name to it. But from that session I did, I got four clients. Wow. And I, I, you know, what's, what's really, for me, been the biggest thing is that it was almost they were just waiting for me to step out and say, yes, okay, I'm ready to do this now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. People signed up without even knowing what the program was about. And you know what? I think, I think the other thing that we lose sight of is that we have these thoughts or these experiences and then we want to share our process that worked for us through it and share it with someone. Maybe we're more judgmental about what we designed than anybody else. So you look at it and you say, oh, this isn't good enough. It's not going to be thorough. It's not going to be easy to follow. Or you have your own judgments. And then you show it to someone else and they say, holy cow, this is really helpful. This is whatever great things they say. And you're going, this thing that I wrote, you like this? Okay. And and we're so judgmental about what we do ourselves. Mm. And we don't realize that it could be exactly this what someone else needs. What is it? It's like when you have a yard sale and they say one person's trash is another person's treasure. Exactly. You just don't know. Exactly. You just don't know. Um, so if I say to you, Tara, I am still in a, I am humbled mm-hmm. by the, the, I am humbled by the women who I've been speaking to over the last six months who I've helped without even knowing that I've helped. Yeah. I'm humbled by the young woman I worked with over 20 years ago who's now a jazz singer who couldn't stand up in public and say anything. I love that. Um, I'm humbled by the young man who was told he would never achieve more than deeds in his qualification and he's now at art school doing a degree. Love it. Doing a degree, right? because I told him to think outside the box. I am so grateful that I've been part of these journeys throughout the years. And I am saddened to know that I didn't place so much value on them and just thought it was something I could do, Mm. not knowing that there was more behind that. I, th- I think that's such a key thing that you just said, which is not e- the things that we do and don't even realize. I, there are women that I work with and, and people that I work with that, you know, a simple exercise that I have them do is writing down their accomplishments from some, some sport they played when they were a kid and won a championship all the way up to maybe they ran a charity race or they, you know, planned an event that was successful to a degree they earned or something they did in their career, parenthood, whatever it is. And they, they write down this list of the things that they've done. And it's not until they write them all down collectively that they really realize how many things they have accomplished, how varied, 
you know, different times that in their lives that they've accomplished them. So it's exactly what you're saying. You were doing all of these things and you didn't even realize the impact that you had until you looked back on it. I love that. So you ended up building this business now where you help people. So tell me what you have, what it is now that you have. Okay. So now I am coaching one-to-one and I'm in the process of writing a confident woman program, which will be on so people can just tap into it and download the program and work through the program themselves mm-hmm. if they don't want to work with but I also part of that program is that I give um, uh, an introduction and I give them um, the opportunity to dial in and speak to me if they need right. to right so it's not just a program out there and that's it Mm-hmm. That's what my aim is for that program. So my programs will be The Confident Woman, which I've just spoken about, and that's mm-hmm. going to be a 12-week program. And then one that um, is quite dear to me and it's taken a while is going to be a six-month program called The Next Chapter. Hmm. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I realise that throughout our lives we do so much, we give so much, we overgive. We overstudy, you know, we're always give, 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 doing, 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 and we never have the time to just be. Yes. And part of the next chapter will have a whole section on just how to be. I love that. Now, you are in the UK. I am. um, But the beauty of technology uh, not only allows us to be having this conversation separately, um, where we can see each other and have our conversation, but that lends itself to the fact that people in the U.S. can work with you as well. Yeah. So tell me, where can people find you? If the, the stories that you're telling and, and these programs that you're speaking of speak to someone that's listening to us and they want to work with Yvonne Gordon, where do they find you? Okay, so I'm, I've got a um, Facebook account called Seeds of Hope. Mm-hmm. I've also got a website called mm-hmm. and it's Yvonne Gordon. So it's Yvonne dot Okay, so that 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 went down well, didn't it? That's all right, we'll say it again. <laughs> so it's um Yvonnegordon.org. Okay. Um and I need to look at, I need to look for my account. Now this that is, really is okay. Cool. And you know what? I'm gonna have the links in the show notes for people too, so that you tell us, but certainly anyone who's interested can go to the show notes and I will have those links so that they can click on them. I'm on Instagram as Seeds of Hope, Mm -hmm. but I've put my name out there, Yvonne Gordon, Seeds of Hope. And Seeds of Hope is the name of my company or organization because perhaps not now, not at this moment in time, but in the future, I will be setting up an academy for young women called Seeds of Hope. That's wonderful. It'll be an, it'll be an academy for young women to know who they are, to know their worth. Mm-hmm. To and understand, we need it, don't we? Um, and it'll be from 13 years old upwards. I love so that. it's about nurturing those young minds. Um, so I'm on Instagram. I turned off my phone because I didn't want us to be disturbed. That is okay. We will find um, you. We'll make sure people but, can find you. Yeah. 
So let me ask you the questions that I, that I throw at everybody at the end of our talk. Um, Now that you are where you are and looking Mm -hmm. back to you months back before you started this journey, what advice would you give yourself knowing what you know now? Um, just do it. (laughs) That's it. Nike said so. (laughs) Just just do it. And, you know, I I say this every episode. It's the same response from every single person that I talk to. The words are slightly different, but Mm -hmm. everybody says the same thing. Just do it. What was I afraid of? What am I waiting for? And I love the fact, if you don't mind me restating your age, that you're 57 years old. Well, I'm 58 now. Oh, you're 58. So, <laughs> so last, year when I, last year when I was contemplating and thinking, oh, my dear, I'm 57. What's it all about? And then this year I'm 58. And I, and I actually signed a client a couple of weeks ago who said, I want to do my master's and I'm, I'm 54. And I was like, so hey, That's just right. do it. I, I love that because one of the biggest limiting beliefs that I hear from other people is I'm too old. It's too late. I'm too far in to get out of what I'm doing now. And you are proof that that is not true, that there's no such Um, thing. Tara, to tell you the truth, um, 2017, I had a terrible breakdown in my relationship. My husband Mm -hmm. and I, um, we separated and it was an awful time. And I thought to myself, how can I even move forward from this? I've not only moved forward, I was able to acknowledge my part of it and actually say, do you know what? I am sorry for my part of it. Yeah. And that's let go of so much blame and guilt. I don't feel that anymore. And so I... You know, on my website, it says um, what you su- you survived, what you thought would kill you. Now straighten your crown and move forward like the queen you are. Mm. And that's what I want to say to women. You know, whatever you thought might have killed you, maimed you or disturbed your mind. When you step out. Just straighten that crown and just keep moving. And that's what I've done. I've just kept moving. You know, despite everything, that's what I've done. I've just kept moving. That's wonderful. So what would you say um, is the positive should, that positive motivator that keeps you moving every day? Oh, my why. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Um... Because I know where I was (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I know how difficult it was for me. And if I can, if I can empower someone else to step outside of the limits that they place on themselves. Yes. If I could even just plant that seed of hope, that's why I call it seed of hope. If I could just plant that seed that you do not have to stay in that stagnant water. You just need to start wading through it because it might feel hard, but, and so it's my why, why, why am I doing this? Um, 
I don't know if I've answered your question. You did. You absolutely did. And and here comes the other side of it, because I think it's important too to admit that even when you have had this epiphany and you've made a shift and you've built that path that makes you feel fulfilled, you still have those negative thoughts every now and then that weigh down on you and make you second guess. So what is that negative should for you that every now and then comes in the ears? And every now and again, it comes, what comes up for me as it did on Monday. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing this for? Why am I doing this? Why can't I, why, why am I not just satisfied to sit back, enjoy the rest of my life and just be, yeah. you know? Um, I'm too old now, mm. <laughs> you know, I just want to be happy and just be, just kick back, not have right. to always be at wanting to achieve more. Right. You know, why can I not just be yeah. satisfied? I got and it. I am satisfied. I am satisfied. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Happier than I've ever been. Um, and that's what I'm, it's all about. Because I'm doing something that I love. It doesn't right. feel like work. It doesn't right. feel like work. And I would say this too, before I go to my last question for you, I think, you know, I threw out the age thing, but really I think we need, we as a world need to rethink how we view age. You know, 57 is not old. There's so many years to go. 58 is not old. So many years to go. And I think there's this overly traditional and, and expired mindset that, you know, by the time you're, 55, 65 years old, you should be slowing down and and resting and just, like you said, just be. But there's so much more life to live. And and I, you know, if I say to you, I've completed my diploma for Mm -hmm. my counselling within within this whole mirage of pandemic and whatever, I've actually done a whole year of studying alongside setting up my own business alongside supporting my elderly father yeah alongside everything else and I'm still standing see that and And then so many people I've talked to the pandemic for as terrible as it has been the number of people who used that forced time to to just be to grow to build something new to change direction to realize that life is too short and go for whatever it is they had been thinking about sometimes for 20 years you know Um, I love that. So in that wheelhouse, and this doesn't have to be what you would say to yourself, but what is the best advice you have ever gotten that you use (laughs) and rely on all the time? Oh, dear. (laughs) Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Your journey is yours. Your journey is your journey. And that's, that is always reinforced because, you know, I've even started a walking program Mm -hmm. and I went out walking one day and I was saying, oh, I'm not walking fast enough. All these people are lapping me and I'm just going at this slow pace. And (laughs) who cares? (laughs) You're out there. Stopped and just laughed and said, here you go again, comparing there's right. no comparison. 
and you're out there. Comparison. The Compare yourself to the person that's out. still on the couch and not even out there. That's what I say. Exactly. I love it. I love it, Yvonne. So I have learned so much from our time together. I always like to go back and point out some of the highlights of some of the things that, that were said while we've talked, because sometimes you get into it and you say so many gems and you don't realize yeah. all of them. So let's just revisit. You said some really great things. You can read all of you want, all that you want, but you will remain stuck if you don't have someone leading you. Mm-hmm. You knew that there was something missing. You knew you needed a shift. You knew you needed a change, even though you didn't know what it was. And that was part of the journey for you was knowing something was missing, but then having to discover what that was. You talked Mm -hmm. about patterns and scripts that had been written for you that you were choosing to step out of, which I think is very powerful. Putting yourself out there, even if you don't think you're ready, getting past those cold feet, the advice that you would give to your old self now from your new self is just do it. You've survived what you thought would kill you. Straighten your crown and go. And then your negative should that still gets at you every now and then is I'm too old. Why do it? Just be. Stop wanting more. But the positive should overrides it, which is your why. Because you knew where you were and helping others is where you needed to be. And finally, the best advice you've ever gotten that I think is great advice don't compare your journey. Don't compare yourself to others. Your journey is your journey. Yep. That's All it. wonderful things, Yvonne. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We will have your websites, your social media connections on the show notes. Just say one more time what your program is called. The Confident Woman and the Next Chapter. Love it. Love it. And a reminder that although Yvonne is in the UK, this is a global opportunity. Anyone listening can work with her. And please go seek her out. Um, Yvonne, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Take, Take care. Thank you.